after a long absence. This is James Robertson with Thumcast. I'm here with Chris Gruntner again. Hello. And Austin is back. Hello. The reason the rest of the crew are not here is because, yet again, this is an Xbox 360 exclusive, so the people who are playing on PC are waiting until January. Yeah. And it looks Sorry. Like, looks like the Hearthfire uh, gambit that they might have been trying didn't work out for them. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, first impressions. Uh, Chris, what do you think so far, just from a first impression standpoint? Not anything real in-depth yet. All right. Um, first impressions, I um, I guess, if I'm going to answer it, it's going to be based off of uh, the price, you know, the, the download for it. So, I think it's worth it, first impressions, just to be short with and, that. And Austin? Yeah, it's uh, pretty big. It's a real DLC, whereas Dongar was just kind of a extra set of quests. Yeah, I guess if I were to relate it back to Oblivion, Dongar kind of reminds me of Knights of the Nine. You know, it's it slotted into the existing map. It added some quests and it added some items, but you know, it, it basically was not that big. It was it was extra stuff, but it wasn't that big. This is big. This I've been cheerfully playing it since it came out. I think I've finished. Almost everything except for a quest glitch that we'll probably get to later, but um, I've gotten all but two of the achievements, one of which I can still get if I just go around and grind it, and the other one, which I'll have to go through it again, which, again, I'll mention that when we get to it. All right. Well, so, I mean, just uh, when I got started with it, I mean, I downloaded it probably after you did, Chris, and Austin, almost certainly since I was away last week, so I got it this, uh, I got it on Friday, I guess, when I got back from Dallas. And I sat down and started playing it. I've been playing it ever since, really. I guess it's what I've been doing on the Xbox. And it is big. Uh, the the Kolbjorn quest, the thing that keeps you going back to that same dungeon that the uh, that, that guy keeps ex- excavating and asking you for more and more money, mm-hmm. that's kind mm-hmm. of an interesting thing because that one makes you kind of stay in the DLC to a certain extent and has you keep exploring because it's sort of a timed thing. You get part of it. You go do whatever it is he wanted you to do, and then you have to go away and wait until he calls you again with a courier. And that's also kind of interesting that the courier gets increasingly antsy looking as he comes back to you over and over again, too. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Which, when you finish off the quest, you figure out why he's getting antsy. It turns out the guy who's been giving you the quest is getting, uh, getting a little too, too in over his head, I guess, with, uh, with the stuff he's going after. You meet a dragon priest at the end of that thing. But there's a whole bunch of stuff going on in that dungeon, a bunch of them. They're... Uh, there's a word wall in there. There's one of the black books, which I guess we should probably explain what those are, but they're one of the black books. And then there's a dragon priest. So, you know, by the time you finish that, you've gone through a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's a lot of unique items scattered throughout it. Oh, oh yeah. Not just in there. I, I came into this DLC with something like 7,000 gold left because this is the character that I had been grinding away to get up to level 78, and I'd spent a crap load of money on training because it was one of the easiest ways to get to get levels. You know, you can't use the console in the Xbox. You're pretty much stuck with just grinding. Mm-hmm. So I only had 7,000 gold when I came into this DLC, and I'm going out of it with something like 50,000. And I'd have more if there were enough, if there were people in Soul's time that had enough money to, for me to sell stuff to. Because I, I don't know how many gems I have. I must have a bazillion flawless this, flawless that, and, and just, just stuff coming out of my ears that I cannot sell. <laughs> Yeah, I'm running into a, a problem already where um, my companion is already overburdened to <laughs> nothing, and I'm I'm approaching that, and I'm like, I keep dropping stuff off as I pick up new and better stuff right now. I'm like, where can I go to 
dump this stuff right now. <laughs> so I think yeah. the only thing you can do is ultimately go back to, uh, and this only works really if you uh, became a member of the Thieves Guild, go back to Skyrim and go to the various fences. And I don't think, I think I'd have to go to one in each hold and then probably still have stuff that I couldn't sell. Mm-hmm. Because I, I have, I'm overburdened with necklaces and circlets and, and stuff mm-hmm. of that nature that there's no purpose for me to enhance them at this point. So there's no real reason for me to save them, but I just have tons and tons of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. So I mean, it's if you're if you're short of money, this is the DLC for you because your character will load right back up. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. A lot of gold to be found. <laughs> yeah. So just on the on the one, let me let me get to the quest glitch. Although this is uh, something that you have to go through some the main quest a little bit. You get there and you have to go searching for Morak, the other Dragonborn. Which you know we're not giving a whole lot away there simply because that's the name of the DLC after all. But you know in. In pursuit of finding him, you eventually go to what the to the Skull Village, which is a kind of a outcast not outcast the wrong word, bunch of Nords that have relocated to Solstein for some strange reason. And when you enter that village, I don't know if you guys ran into this or not, when you entered that village, did you guys interrupt the two people that were talking? Yeah. And Chris, does that mean you Maybe. If you interrupted them, you can't at least as far as I can tell. I've I've looked into this online. I've I've googled. I've tried it. My, I've tried seeing if there's any way to trigger it. If you interrupted them, you can't ever get the achievement for my for uh, crafting uh, Stalrim. Oh, because you never you get mean, the quest where you're supposed to go find a, a, a secure source of it. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't like like interrupt them. I was sneaking up to them. I that. It's not really interrupting them, but well, what I mean no, is, they didn't they didn't stop talking to talk to me. So oh, okay, they continued their conversation. Yeah, what I mean by interrupting is if you walked up and you decided to get into the the quest that you that you were going there for and start talking to one of them immediately, then mm-hmm. they you know finish their conversation because you've interrupted them. But at that point, the achievement that you want to get for forging something out of Stalrim is mm-hmm. unavailable to you if you mm-hmm. interrupt these guys. And you don't let them finish their chat, you'll never get the quest. Oh no! Yeah, so you know, well, it wouldn't be a Bethesda DLC if there wasn't a glitch like this, right? That's that's so true. <laughs> this is definitely a Skyrim DLC because that's so true. You're in there, and one of the fortunately, it's one of the smaller achievements. It's not like glitching out the main quest, but right. I mean, yeah. Although I have read that there are some people that have had trouble with the main quest, but I don't know how how far along are you guys? Have you guys finished the main quest? I've done just about everything on that island. Okay. And Chris? I'm um, one stone away from clearing it, and I've gotten all the way through that uh, the black books, and yeah, I talked to the priestess, and mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, I'm just one stone away. I ran into a few glitches myself, aside from the uh, the normal just slow rate and um my loading screens are absolutely horrendous now they're really long i'm i'm taking the time actually now to read everything at the bottom <laughs> i'm like wow okay rotate yeah, like this around minutes. yeah it is really i and mean minimal. it seems like that it's like wow this is really long i don't think I, mine are quite that long but i do <clears> notice <throat> that they have gotten longer and the other thing i've noticed is that i've had a number of crashes on at the end of load screens as you're transitioning from one area to another. Mm-hmm. 
I've had a Me number too. of crashes where it's just locked the Xbox up completely. You know, I've had to go and, yep. and power cycle it. And a couple times I've even had to unplug the power cord because power cycling, it didn't work. Yep. I had to do that twice yesterday yeah. and I gave up the rest of the day playing it. <laughs> That's why I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, I'm not so sure they're going to get this to the PS3 because I think they're hitting the, they are very close to hitting the limits, I think, of what this engine can handle on mm-hmm. this particular hardware. Right. You know, it's not that it's an open world problem. I mean, other people have pointed out to me. I know Michael, who's you know usually on this podcast, has pointed out that there are other open world games like Ellie Noir that run on this platform without any problem. Mm-hmm. But I think it's this engine on this platform that's the problem. Yeah, it could could very well be. It's just you know the the processing capability of it. You know, it's reaching it. Yeah, it's, it can't well, they, handle they, this anymore. They could uh, add a different disc, a second disc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could they could do what Mass Effect Three did, where you have to do the constant disc shuffling. Yes, but they chose not to do that, and you know now now you're just stuck. I mean, you know it's it's just getting it's. If they release one more big DLC, I think they might reach the point that some people like me have hit on the PC with mods, <laughs> where it's right. just unplayable. I don't know. They might actually run into that. I think they do have one more big one planned. Yeah, they're going to have to be careful, or they're going to have to go in and start fixing stuff, because I think they're going to run into real problems. Because I saw an interview um, with Pete Hines, the VP of Marketing at Bethesda. Yeah. And they, they were talking about how the team still is working on Skyrim, even though... Uh, Dawn Guard had come out, and Hearthfire and Dragonborn. They he said that the team still works on uh, Skyrim to this day, with making DLCs and stuff. Well, if you look at the numbers they've got for both PC and console downloads, it's not a big surprise. It's still pulling money for them. Yeah, true. Also, Dawn Guard won DLC of the year at the VGA Awards. Which I'm surprised by, actually. I mean, it wasn't a bad DLC, but I certainly wouldn't have called it a DLC of the year. I mean, I don't know how much else I have to compare it to, but <laughs> it wasn't that great. I mean, it was okay. Yeah. Mass Effect's DLC was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Well, that's if you can get past the stomach churn of the ending of Mass Effect 3, which I won't go off on a rant here, but I'll, I'll direct <laughs> anybody to search the archives of my, of my blog, and they can find out just how angry I was about that. But leaving that aside, uh, on the main quest, so, so Chris, you haven't quite finished the main quest then? You haven't gotten to the final battle with Morak then? No, not okay. quite. No, I'm building up to it all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I took my time getting to that. I did finally go there. That, <laughs> that battle was actually... That, no, sorry, I swallowed something wrong there. That battle was actually kind of interesting in the sense that um, at the beginning of it, I thought it was really easy. I had gotten him down to virtually no hits. And then the bastard regenerates. Mm. You know, he goes transparent a couple times. He steals the lives of the dragons around him. Yeah, he does. The dragons that spawn in, and they're real easy to kill, at least for me. I mean, I'm level 78, and basically if I sneeze in the direction of an enemy, they fall over. <laughs> Especially with the weapons nice. I'm carting around at this point. But, yeah. but he, he was actually a pretty interestingly tough opponent. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's a good battle, and the other thing that I found interesting in this that, uh, that I just ran into this afternoon, I was playing during lunch when I was exercising. When I got to the fourth of the uh, five black books that you have to get to get that achievement, the part of Apocrypha I was going through 
suddenly there was poison gas everywhere, which I noticed only because suddenly I was down to, you know, microscopic amounts of hit points. And I hadn't, hadn't glanced down to the bottom of the screen. I wasn't really paying that close attention. I would have killed the So, I mean, that, that kind of torqued me off. I, I suddenly had to put my shield away and pull out restoration spells. Dang. Yeah, it's, uh, I got that on, like, the fourth book. I, I think it doesn't really matter what order you're going through. I think, it, I think those things randomly generate kind of the way Oblivion Gates did in the last game. I think. Maybe I'm wrong. Not like I've played it multiple times to see. The other books have it, too, once you get past there. Okay. I heard there's seven, not five. Yeah, you have to get five for the achievement. There's seven total, I think, and you have to get five for the achievement. I'm still missing the last two, then. Yeah, well, to get those, you just keep going back to Neloth. And when you go through the main quest, one of the things they're going to do is they're going to send you off to this kind of half-crazed Dunmer mage. He's also paranoid and got all kinds of personal problems going on. But there's a bunch of ongoing fetch quests where you do a fetch quest or two for him, and then he'll ask. Then he'll finally tell you, oh, yes, there's another black book. Go over here and fetch it. So if you want to get all seven of them, you just keep going back to him, keep doing his fetch quest, and he'll iteratively give you a new quest to find black books. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so you can get to the, all seven of them eventually just by continuing to ask him questions. I mean, you don't have to. Apparently, you can just stumble on them. They are in known locations. They're not randomly generated. So you don't have to talk to him. If you just go wild exploring the entirety of Solstheim, you'll, you'll eventually find them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, speaking of exploring Solstheim, when you guys first landed there, I, I, I was out going, I don't even remember what quest I was going to first. It might have been Col- the Colbjorn Barrow, the first part of it. Were you guys surprised when you first ran across the um, the Ash Warrior guys? A they were little pretty bit. cool. Yeah, yeah I thought are, they were cool. Those are cool enemies. They, um, you know, they, they, they're tougher than they look because they throw fireballs in addition to being able to hit you for decent damage. Mm-hmm. There's a pretty good story behind that quest, too. It ties in the other games. Oh, does it? Yeah, because the general was, um, I think he was in Morrowind. Oh, that one, yes, yeah, okay. The quest where you go into the, uh, what is it, uh, it begins with an F, the, ta- the, uh, the camp. You're sp- the uh, people in, in uh, the village task you with going out to a keep because they've gotten a dec- you, you eventually find a declaration of war from, from a general who died 200 years ago. And it turns out some nutjob has been trying to resurrect him. Yeah, and he's, uh, oddly enough, the guy who tried to resurrect him didn't work out so well for him because the general went negative on him immediately <laughs> and killed him <laughs> off. So you end oh, up wow. having to find his body and then kill the general. Nice. That was, that was a fun quest, though. That, 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 was a, that was a lot of fun. That was the only other time I died in the whole DLC was uh, that hammer he had, like, took half my health in one hit and then oh, really? hit me again. He never yeah. detected me. I had 100% sneak and a bunch of the sneak perks, so he never even saw me. I just stayed on the other side of the room and kept arrowing him. <laughs> he never knew where I was. I just sent Vilkas up. That was the guy I had with me. So I just sent Vilkas up, who uh, you know, keeps yelling things about, is that the best you've got? And then finally yells, I yield, I yield, after he hammers him a couple times. But the guy never did see me. <laughs> I took nice. his hammer and used it for most of the DLC. Was that a two-handed weapon? Because I, did, I think, yeah, yeah, I didn't pick it up because I specialized this guy in one-handed. Nice. Oh, there is one other nice thing when you're doing the uh, the book quests. If now you know, I played the game a number of times on the PC and done builds more intelligently, but this character is one of the first ones I played. So 
Some of the perks I took were really stupid. Like I remember I went through the one-handed tree and took a bunch, I, I took some perks in, in uh, blunt weapons and in blade weapons and in axe weapons. So I had a bunch of perks lurking around in places I didn't really need them. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing going on with uh, some of the magic trees that I took perks in towards the end when I was grinding up just to make it so that I could cast spells that would give me experience. Yeah. One of the books gives you the option, or not? Yeah, it's it's when you finish the Mara- the uh, the main quest, that location in that black book you find there, there's a perk resetter. You can go in and reset any tree. Oh wow! Yeah, so you can just tell it clear all the perks from the illusion tree, clear all the perks from the sneak tree, clear all the perks from whatever, and you'll get all those perks back. Now it does cost you a dragon soul to do this. It works kind of like some of the um, mods that you find on the PC where you can go in and. Spend a dragon soul and and uh, and get new perks. Okay. This one doesn't probably give you where perks, they got the idea. You spend a dragon soul and you clear a perk tree out. Hmm. So nice. I I cleared out a bunch of the magic ones that this character had no interest in ever using, and cleared out the one handed not because I wasn't using it but because I wanted to rationalize it. Cool. Yeah, it's it's really nice because if you built your character wrong, this is a way to refix that. Awesome. Sounds cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. It, it's something that I think a lot of people have been asking for. And, of course, if you're on the PC, there are various ways to accomplish this, either from the console or from various mods. But on the Xbox, you know, you're, you're pretty much stuck with what you've got. Mm-hmm. And it gives you an in-game explanation for how you can do it. Very nice. Yeah. Now, they did add dragon riding. I haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, you got to <laughs> go ahead, yeah. I want to hear about it. Well, it's, it's, it needs help. It needs help. It's, have, have you ever tried to fight someone from horseback once they added that? Yeah, that was really, um, that needed help too, I guess. It's the same, it's the same implementation. I think it's the same code. I mean, it's, it, it operates much the same way. So as you're flying around, the one nice thing is you can at least use magic. So the hard part about it for me was I, you know, I, this guy had some destruction magic skills because I was trying to level up, at, you know, when I was grinding. Mm-hmm. So I was at least able to, they have a basic thing where as the dragon's circling, you can press one of the keys to, to switch targets. So to a certain extent, if you've ever played Mass Effect and you know how when you uh, pause the game, you can change the target by scrolling around the battlefield. This is somewhat like that, although it's not a matter of moving your mouse around. It just goes through all the possible logical targets, and you can pick one. Mm-hmm. And then you can keep casting spells to the guy you've targeted. So I just turned lightning bolt on and kept hammering somebody with that. <laughs> but it didn't... You can also have the dragon attack them, too. Yeah, you can tell the dragon to attack them, and you can tell the dragon to land. But it is very much like fighting on horseback. It's, it's, it works, but it's way less cool than you'd like it to be. Oh. The one good thing about it is, is you can uh, get a dragon to land right at you that's friendly, and then you can kill him really fast. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Just in case you were low on, on souls, yeah. Although, you know, speaking of that, that was one of the things that I discovered going through the main quest. There are a couple of points going through the main quest where you kill dragons, and you hear from Morak off wherever he is in, in Apocrypha telling you that that soul is mine, and suddenly you don't get the soul. Yeah, he's, he takes it. He's taken a few from me too. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's kind of irksome, but that's the the main quest actually in some ways, actually not just in some ways. I'd say this main quest is in most respects better than the Alduin main quest in the in the regular game. Mm. I, I think it's structured better than that main quest. I just liked the way it played better. Yeah, I'd agree. It's it's really nice. 
it ties a lot into from the uh, side quests <laughs> in the game. Like it ties in some of the day trick quests, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, because as you if you picked up the Agma Infinium, he, uh, Hermias Moro mentions that to you and talks about mm-hmm. how your thirst for knowledge has led you here, and you know, so it it ties in things you've actually done in the game in a way that, um, unfortunately, a lot of the times in these in Bethesda's games where they have really great open worlds, they don't tie past actions in real well. They actually did some of that here. I also explain the lore behind the dragons priests a little better. Yep. Yeah. Like what they really were. Yep. Yeah, no, they they did a good job with this. I I'm very pleased with this DLC and I'd say that if you uh if you were on the fence, you should get off the fence. If you're on the Xbox, you should definitely download this yesterday. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, it was definitely can, well worth it. Can I talk about an item that I that I came across? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. There's there's so <laughs> the, many items that you come across in this game, yeah. The, the spears. Have you guys? Did you guys use the spears? I have I not. How do, they, how do they operate? Hmm? How do they operate? I, I have not used the spears. I pretty much just left them lying because of my bow skill was so good. I just decided I'd stick with the bow. But how do they work? Um, I. Th- <laughs> this is how I used them. I used them in my bow. I shot them like arrows. Do they actually come off the bow, or do they? <laughs> yes, it was so weird. I equipped it, and oh, my bow man. stayed equipped. And I was like, "Okay, what's up with that?" And I drew back my bow, and I'm in first person, and I see this big fat spear—not a little tiny like arrow, like they normally show. Even they decorate up the heads for different types of arrows that you use. This showed the big fat spear, and you're pulling it back and shooting it. <laughs> off your bow. I figured they'd use the bow skill, but I didn't realize they'd give you your own personal ballista. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it is. It just whoosh shoots out there like that. It's really cool. You know, speaking of the spears, I should ask this too. Did, did you guys run across the the Thirsk Mead Hall quest? Yes, line? yes, I just did that this morning. Okay, so which side did you side with? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, he started attacking me. <laughs> you went to the okay, so you go into the Thursk Mead Hall. Mm-hmm. Did, did the did the reclaim start attacking you? No, no. Then he said, "Follow me," and you know, went in and started talking to that guy. And he was like, "Bring back my, you know, uh, my boar. I brought right. the boar back." And he then said, "Go kill these." Uh, uh, Nords. <laughs> he didn't like the Nords, so go kill them. I killed five of them and came back. And he was, well, no, killed five. And he said, this is what he did. He said um, <clears throat> that that I am stronger um, than all these guys. Therefore, I must be stronger than him. So I must want his throne. So he started attacking me. Oh, okay. That's why I didn't see that. I didn't side with the Reeklings. I ended up siding with the with the Nords and the Outcast Nords. Oh, okay. You, you can go there too. If you go down to the village and talk to them, you get kind of parallel quests. You get a bunch uh, of a couple of fetch quests from the Reeklings, and the last one is go kill the Nords or oh, help yeah. us kill the Nords. If you go to the Nords, they just say, you know, we want our, you know, we we you know we were too cowardly. We left, and you know now that you're here, we think we can take the uh, meat hall back. <laughs> and the leader of the Nords there, Bujol, the, the woman, you uh, you have to go with her after you eliminate all the Reeklings, which is pretty easy. I mean, they're a pretty easy foe to kill. Once you've done that, you're, you have to go with her to a cave where one of her ancestors has uh, given this tribe a blessing. And you go there, and the ancestor says, you don't get my blessing. You're, you're a weakling and a coward and blah, blah, blah. 
And then she asks you to keep that secret from the rest of the group. And at that point, you can either say, well, sure, what the hell, I don't care. Or you can say, no, I'm not letting this slide, and then you fight her. Which wasn't wow. too much of a challenge. I one-hit her with my sword, and that was the end of that. <laughs> no. <laughs> but apparently, if you say you let it slide, you get another chance to, to do the you know supposedly right thing. You go back to the village with her, and you have yet another opportunity to reveal her, uh, her fall from favor. Oh, weird. Yeah, so there are a couple of ways that that one can play out. That was kind of a funny quest. That was that was almost like the sort of thing you'd see in Fallout 3. You know, yeah. Where there were some really weird things like the Republic of Dave that just were there for laughs. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's almost like what this Thirsk Meat Hall was. I mean, it was almost there for laughs. Yeah, those guys were really funny when I ran up on them the first time. I was like, oh, my God, those guys are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Did you, you know, guys see the werebears? Yeah, I can summon one. Really? You can you summon, summon one? Yeah, I summon one off of... Um, so, did you guys make it through the, the, the all the books, right? Mm-hmm. And at the very end, it um, gave you this one book to open up, and there's these three glowing pa- parts out of it. Yeah, yeah. If you picked one, it, it you know, that with the shout, and now I've been damaging all the stones and bringing them back to normal mm. each each stone gives you a, a select power like the steed stones di- or like the other stones did and um it would only last for one day so one of them is a is um a conjure a werebear which is uh-huh. pretty cool okay. yeah no i didn't know that i i do know that if you finish the reekling quest there is something where i read this on the wiki i was kind of curious how it worked out if you sided with them apparently in some battles three of the reeklings will show up to fight on your side they did show up oh <laughs> and i thought that was some sort of glitch until you just mentioned it yeah i was out just battling and came across um a uh, a breton fighting a couple of uh <laughs> Of horkers and these three guys came out of nowhere, and I was like, "What are you guys doing? I just killed your boss, but what's up? <laughs> Leave me alone!" And then they fought the horkers with me and stayed around for a little while, and then I didn't notice them again. So <laughs> it was weird. That, that's that is very much like Fallout, you know, the mysterious stranger perk. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that sounds really much like that. That's that, mm-hmm. that's kind of I, I like the fact they're adding some of that back into this game that, that you get some of that humor stuff back from Bethesda. Yeah, it was funny. It was definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess uh, anybody have any closing thoughts then? Um, other than you know, just get you know, really think it over and uh, you know, just listen to what we said too. It's so far so good. Aside from the regular Bethesda problems that everyone everyone knows and loves, I guess you know it, it's still worth the download. Yeah, yeah, I say it's one of the best DLCs to date for um, a Bethesda game. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it, it 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 competes very favorably with anything that came out for Fallout Three, certainly. And other than possibly the uh, Old World Blues one for Fallout New Vegas, which was a lot of fun, this, this yeah. is really, really good. Mm, possibly competes with Point Lookout, because it's yeah. along the lines of an island. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Yep. Very nice. All right. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up then. Missed an episode? Need to subscribe to the iTunes feed? Want to join the Facebook group? Want to follow us on Twitter? 
Want to join the STEAM group? Find all of these links and more at www.jarober.com slash thumcast. That's T-H-U-U-M-C-A-S-T. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks.